Up next is a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson. Pastor of JF Believers Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. Subscribe to our podcast by visiting burningdogradio.com and click subscribe. Thanks for listening to Burning Dog Radio. The Gospel of Mark, Chapter 11. Verse 16 says, He would not allow anyone to carry a container through the temple. Now please note throughout this passage that this was not the first time Jesus cleared the temple in this way. John, chapter 2, records the first time. And here Jesus returns and finds the church in much the same condition as that first time he cleared the temple. Those who sold in the temple, you see, were considered thieves and lowlifes by everyone inside and outside of the temple. I mean, these people were so despicable that even the Roman government, the, the embodiment of paganism in that day, would not even let these individuals be a witness in court because they were that unreliable. Now, sadly, this all smacks of the world we live in today as it seems very much to be the same because the world outside today is both laughing and ridiculing the church for its present ungodly state. Verse 17 says, He taught, saying to them, Isn't it written, My house will be called a house of prayer for all the nations? But you have made it a den of robbers. Now we may be able to claim innocence in the case of the church we attend, but let us remember that the real temple today is the one we live and breathe in. 1 Corinthians 3.16 says, Don't you know that you are a temple of God? and that God's Spirit lives in you. Verse 18 of our text goes on, The chief priests and the scribes heard it and sought how they might destroy him. For they feared him because all the multitude was astonished at his teaching. Now, this is further evidence as to just who on the earthly realm were the ones responsible for what would ultimately end at the cross of Jesus. In the end, it was not at the hands of those of the world that were responsible, no. No, it was the religious that was responsible. It was the self-righteous, pious folks who were beyond hearing and that refused to acknowledge their wayward hearts. You see, they came to the temple just as they do today. They listened and they never heard. They took and they never gave. And they hated him for exposing their hearts and minds. Oh, but they kept going to a temple, erroneously thinking that they were somehow righteous before their Creator because they did. But you see, they didn't just want to kill Jesus, they wanted to destroy him. They wanted him not only dead, but discredited, erased from history and memory. And yet they still feared him because they were signs of his genuine calling. There were lives healed and souls transformed. People who were astonished by his teaching. Verse 19 says, When evening came, he went out of the city. And as they passed by in the morning, they saw the fig tree withered away from the roots. Peter, remembering, said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed has withered away. Well, I guess Jesus meant what he said. For the fig tree was withered, and please notice, from the roots up. I mean, this this tree was not plagued by some surface issue. 
This tree was rotting from the inside out. It was dying from the very roots. Now the apostles, they were amazed. For this defied their thinking because, you see, they didn't understand that religion was sick. They didn't understand that in truth, it was all terminal. Verse 22 says, Jesus answered them, Have faith in God. For most certainly I tell you, whatever you may tell this mountain, be taken up and cast into the sea. And he who doesn't doubt in his heart, but believes what he says is happening, he shall have whatever he says. Now what did Jesus mean by this? Why this comment now in the text? Well, certainly they, and perhaps even us today, might feel that if everything Jesus was saying was true, well, the situation would be hopeless. But yet, Jesus was in no way surrendering to this fate. A, quote, mountain being picked up and cast into the sea, end quote, represents the extreme example of impossibility. And yet such was offered as not only possible, but plausible and potentially attainable. Jesus was drawing out the faithful from the pack. Those who would find God, but not in a pew, but in a prayerful faith. Mark 9.23 tells us, Jesus said to him, If you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Verse 24 of our text says, Therefore I tell you, all things, whatever you pray and ask for, believe that you have received them and you shall have them. Whenever you stand praying, forgive. And if you have anything against anyone, so that your Father who is in heaven may also forgive you your transgressions. Now, we need to know that this is not a magic key to unlock the desires of our heart. This is not an issue of finding the desires of our flesh. That's not faith. That's lust. We have to entertain the idea, firstly here, that Christ's words perhaps were intended for his disciples specifically. However, if you consider today yourself a disciple, even a new disciple, a disciple is one who not only lives Christ, but desires the will and the desires of Christ. So the bottom line for any disciple is that our will will be his will. John 15, 7. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, you will ask whatever you desire and it will be done for you. If you remain in me and if my words remain in you. So interestingly enough, he goes on here. To give a crucial additional point. If we need to amend things with someone, we are to do so prior to the throne of God. Now, why is this an issue? Well, because it's doubtful that a person who cannot forgive another has ever experienced the forgiveness of his own sins. So what are the guidelines to forgiving? Well, Luke 17, 3 and 4 tells us, Be careful. If your brother sins against you, rebuke him. But if he repents, forgive him. And if he sins against you seven times in the day and seven times returns, saying, I repent, you shall forgive him. Now this passage tells us to forgive as many times as the person comes and repents to you. 
However, please note, it does not instruct us to forgive if such repentance does not occur. But actually, there's a caveat that must be addressed. And we go on in verse 26 reading, But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive your transgressions. That was our daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson. For more information about Pastor Tim or JF Believers Church, visit jfbelievers.com.